Shazam? My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Truth. Justice. The American way. I'm vengeance. Hello and welcome to Elseworlds, a DC fan podcast. My name is Jordan. With me as always is Chris. We're going to be talking the Dark Knight's 15th anniversary, if you could believe it or not. And uh, we're going to dive into that. But first, Chris, how are you today? I'm doing good. Went to the movies, saw Mission Impossible. Uh, my AC was working. I'd be doing fantastic. Um, I got a bunch of grades back for my summer class and I have 25 out of 25 points so far. So. Life is pretty good overall. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, I uh, already exercised today. I've been eating well this week. I'm feeling pretty good as well. So we're gonna you, we're gonna dive into it. You're here. beating me there. I just had popcorn, so <laughs> I'm not eating well today. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. The popcorn can be um, uh, a little much at times. Um. But yeah, no, I'm planning to try to get to that movie maybe sometime this week. My wife's out of town, so it might be like a matinee on the weekend type of thing. I just have to watch uh, the Fallout before before I go because I haven't seen that. I've been catching up on these throughout the last week and a half or so. So um, yeah, so uh, a, a new movie experience I haven't seen before, Mission Impossible, until about a week and a half ago. Yeah, it's not really our jurisdiction on this podcast, but uh, nine out of ten stars for me on this one. And um, yeah, I can't wait for to hear what you think of it because it was a lot of fun. Um, best action franchise, in my opinion. The you know out, when you get out of the superhero movies and you talk about action franchises, Mission Impossible to me is the top one. Yeah, we won't digress too much on here, but uh, oh yeah, the, the first two were kind of silly in my opinion. But the, the, starting with J.J. Abrams' third one, I got really invested. Um, while it's not our jurisdiction here, I do want to say for anybody listening, if you think that I have enough podcast as it is, I don't. And, uh, <laughs> me and my friend Casey, we've been covering, um, secret invasion over there for the Marvel pod, but, uh, we've been talking about it for years. We're going to do it. It's a podcast where each week we talk a movie that one of us has not seen because uh, we have a few movies we haven't seen. He hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. I uh, he hasn't seen. I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. You know. So those are what? the types of movies. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so those will be the type of uh, you know movies we're talking about. I'm making a list now of what movies I haven't seen, and we've been you know texting back and forth. So that'll be coming sometime in September. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into that one. You know, get to see some more classics I haven't seen yet. Mr. Podcast, Jordan. Yeah, too many. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway, we're going to talk Dark Knight 15th anniversary. We can kind of also talk about maybe where we were when it came out. What was the vibe when we saw it? All that kind of good stuff. Uh, because uh, th so this movie released back in uh, July, same month that we're in currently. Oh, actually, yesterday was the UK, uh, the UK uh, anniversary. But July 14th is when it had the premiere. July 18th of 2008 is when it actually released to the public here in the United States. Of course, directed by Christopher Nolan, screenplay by by Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan, story uh, story by Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer, and uh, starring Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman, Aaron Eckhart, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Morgan Freeman, to keep on naming some, with music by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. All right, so uh, I guess when this came out, I was in my seat, no, I was... Uh, in my junior year of high school that had just ended. I was going into my senior year of high school. 
I did not see this in theaters. I actually did not see The Dark Knight until after Rises it came out. Uh, wow. So around probably 2012, 2013, I had to get it from the library. <laughs> but that is when I watched it. When I was growing up, we didn't go to the movies as much. Like We went for like the big events like Harry Potter that my mom would take me to or Star Wars. Um, I didn't see Iron Man in theaters either. Um, so it was once I started kind of getting jobs, my own job that I was able to start taking myself to the movies, uh, or, you know, at least not rely on when I have a car, you know, being able to take myself to the movie instead of having to beg my parents to go to the movies. So now I go to the movies a lot more than I used to. Um, but I actually did not see any of the Dark Knight trilogy in theaters when when they came out. So all of those were DVD watches later on. And it's time for me. And I don't know why. I, I don't really know why I didn't ask. Um, Batman was a huge part of my childhood. I was, you know, watching the um, animated series. Uh, I liked, you know, the 89 and Returns and Batman Forever. And even as a kid, I probably liked Batman and Robin. And uh, I guess it just, from what I saw, like previews and stuff, it just didn't really interest me as a kid uh, growing up, too. I was just kind of like, I wanted, I wanted the more comic book fantastical Batman than what we were getting. Um, which is why, like, you know, 89 was my jam because of the way Gotham looked and all that kind of stuff, which you know, then you see the trailers for these movies and, and Gotham looks like, you know, Chicago or Pittsburgh, etc. So, uh, yeah. So, and I guess it wasn't really like my dad's not a Batman fan, really. Like he, I mean, he, he wasn't movie wise, I guess he, he would read comics and he liked the cartoon. My mom liked the cartoon too. Uh, but they never really seemed interested in going. So I never went and it came around to, like I said, I couldn't even buy, blu-rays for a while or dvds when they were out until i start really getting my own job i'd ever have to ask for them right or and you don't know i never know like i, I don't really ask for movies that i haven't seen a lot of the times because you don't know how it's going to be i would end up buying them myself and uh for this movie particularly i uh just went to the library picked it up watched it and then uh, same thing with I think rises like I may I did a re I did all three of them in like the span of maybe a week or so. Um, I didn't own the Dark Knight until twenty twenty, actually. Wow. Yeah, I, I I was about the same age, about the same age as you. Um, I went to see it in the theater. I actually saw it opening weekend. And that's so rare back then that I would do that. But my brother, one of his friends, was going, and I was pretty big Batman fan, so I tagged along. And it was a real late showing. The theater was packed in Westminster. That didn't happen a ton. And I, I mean, this, I, I don't remember a theater experience quite like it. There was a buzz for the movie, and it was, dude, it blew me off my feet. I like, I just was wowed by the movie and i think that theater experience provided a little bit more reverence for it than watching it you know after the fact at home um i've seen the whole uh dark knight trilogy uh in the theaters so it doesn't work for every movie rises didn't quite you know i i have issues with that movie as we've talked about i like it to a point um there are things that i like in it and i can focus on the positives but The Dark Knight to me was just 2008, weird time in my life, you know, high school. Um, put this in perspective. It was before I started working at Giant. Been there since 2009. It was the same year that John Harbaugh and Joe Flacco came to the Ravens. Um, so, I mean, 2008, kind of a crazy year. Um, you know, the MCU started. I just 2008 was a huge year. But... I, and I graduated in 2009, so, um, man, I just kind of goes back to that, but 
15 years. I've probably watched this movie. I don't even know how many times I watched it yesterday. And I can almost word for word. I can just ter- put it on mute and word for word this movie. Uh, uh, it's fantastic. I love it to death. I think it's the, I think it's a top, I think it's a top 10 film all time. So mm-hmm. like period, like regardless of superhero films. Um, and I, I have a feeling we're going to clash on that one. <laughs> but Wait, I mean, I don't know about clash, but I, I'm not going to like throw a stink or anything. I, I, it's a very popular opinion, but for people that know, like I was just laughing. I wasn't laughing at Chris watching it a million times. I was laughing because just off the air, we were talking about how many times we've watched this. And I said, I've, I can tell you exactly how many times I watched it three times so far. Uh, I watched it that year in like 2012. I watched it in 2020 and I watched it in 2022. Uh, those are the three times I've watched the dark Knight. Um, so I know this is going to be unpopular and I'm not doing this for hot takes. Uh, I said this on the <laughs> super villain draft and stuff. Uh, it's just my honest opinion. I think it's a good movie, but I'm not like in love with it the way everyone else is. Uh, it's not my favorite Batman movie. It is um, not my favorite Nolan movie. It is, uh, you know, it's the best of the trilogy, I still think. But for me, that's just not like maybe because I watched it so much later and wasn't really in love with it. Then I haven't continued, you know, like I, I just kind of came across it late. It was already hyped up to me. It didn't live up to the hype. Uh, I think it's a little overly long, too. But um, yeah, so th- that's kind of my feelings on the dark knight just starting right off i can't even really pinpoint what exactly i i like makes me feel that way it's just like when i watch it i'm not like blown away right like i'm not really blown away by it um uh, i think the opening's cool the whole joker scene right like at the beginning with the banks and all that like i like that scene uh th- there's the other hot take right for that we found out from the supervillain uh draft is that i'm not a big fan of heath leather heath ledger's joker uh on that one buddy yeah for me you know mark hamill joker he's it he's the one i don't really care for any other interpretation of joker uh i don't really care for jack nicholson's right i don't really care for um we haven't really seen the batmans right we saw like a glimpse of them I'll, i'll let them develop him more before i figure out if i like it or not so I don't like uh I don't like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. The movie's good. I don't really he's not Joker to me. Uh he's the Joker before Joker, right? That's that's what it seems to be for me. I'm not really looking forward to the sequel. And uh geez, I, I just feel like I'm rattling off probably really hot. Uh, okay. But uh is that all, all of the good. live action Joker? Oh no, Jared Leto. Oh hell no. <laughs> don't like that Joker either. So Oh, we agree on Jared Leto. I'm not a Jared Leto guy. And I agree that Mark Hamill is yeah. up there. If you say he's the best Joker or you say Heath Ledger's the best Joker, I'm fine either way. I'm fine either way. If Those are the two answers. Anything else? I actually don't like Jack Nicholson's Joker that much, so I'm with you on that. I think one of the greatest sins in movie history is that Robin Williams did not play the Joker in that movie. But... He would have killed it. I think he did. Um, fi- I think Nicholson did fine. It's just like it. I don't know. There's something about I don't feel like they've nailed Joker in any movie uh, for me. Like I, I don't think they've nailed like my ideal image of Joker in any. So movie. you, you had the animated series and Arkham games in your head, and the animated movies. You had all that Mark Hamill in your head and that's your Joker. Well, I had all the comics too. I actually hadn't played any of the Arkham games until 2015 when Arkham Knight came out. So, okay. But yeah, yeah, I had like, you had that preconceived idea in in your head. head. It didn't live up to your expectations because your expectations was, so maybe it's not that it's not good. It's just that it doesn't fit your, I can say he preferences. I can say he acted well. I can say like he's a good like he acted well as Joker. For me though, it's not the Joker I like. 
Right. You know, you don't like the anarchist uh, no. just trying to make the world burn no, thing. I See, I, I thought that was great. I also thought the reason it was so good was because it was a little different and it was unique. And I, I think it was a great performance because I don't think anyone could have done it like that. And I, I, the masterful, masterful performance of Heath Ledger to me was I can do a pretty good Joker voice, but he put a new take on it that I can't even do. I've tried. I can't even do it. It's, it, it just doesn't work for my, you, you know, I get, I like to add a little gravel to Mark Hamill's that if you notice when I do my Joker voice, I like to make it like really gravelly. And I, Heath Ledger's is just, you know, you got to lick your lips all the time and, you know. Yeah, I don't like and, that. I don't you know, like twitch your licking. eyes. And I don't like any of that. I, I, it's just, but it's so unique and it's, I I think it brought some juice back into the Joker for the pop, popular culture. I think, you know, because you just talked about it, you know, the movies, you know, if you weren't a huge comic book fan an arkham fan or animated stuff like general population that goes in the movies general audience the joker's not that much for you right at that point the joker needed a bit of a facelift for the public perception and heath ledger just took it to an other level now i think it's a little scary when i see some people identify a little too much with him <laughs> you know what was scary? You know what was scary is, you know, because let's not hide away from this stuff too, but the events from mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises, right? When that premiered. Oh, that was horrible. And you have a, a shooting happen. Well, I went to go see the Batman, and um person's dressed up as Heath Ledger's Joker, right? And that's I'm a like, little scary. Yeah, yeah. that's a little scary because I'm like, like, I feel like if it was any other villain. Like, if they're just up as Penguin, I'd be like, ha-ha, right? But it's like the connotation of Joker, right? Like If they were dressed up in Penguin, you would just think they were overdressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's Colin Farrell <laughs> Penguin, yeah. But if they're, like, DeVito Penguin, you're like, oh, watch out. But, you know, it's, it's like, for some reason, it's just, like, what Joker is and stands for. Like, I would never cosplay as Joker because I don't, like, I like the character Joker, but I don't want to be seen as, like, a, a Joker, like, fanboy where people are worried about like you know me you know uh so and, and because of the events that happened in 2012 it was a little scary of like what if this guy tries to reenact that right like this is the next mm-hmm. biggest batman movie since then because bvs was uh, a, a a mixed movie and not a, a batman movie so right all of that stuff was kind of playing in my head when you see like a guy dressed up as heath ledger ledger joker at a movie I, I might have left the theater. I'm not going to lie. That That's a little scary. It was fine, um, though. It's Let a little just say, he did not do anything. He was a fine guy. It's just like the kind you know, like the stuff that plays in your head. Sure he was, pal. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I like Keith Ledger's Joker because he, he was crafty. He was, he had a genius plan. He kind of wins in the movie. And it's just, you know, I, Christopher Nolan says this movie is just an absolute engine driven by the Joker. And that that's kind of what it is. And when it reaches that level, you know, when you have, you know, Rachel and Harvey uh, tied up to the oil drums and, he, you know, y- you have the, you have him becoming two-faced, blowing up the hospital, and, you know, he's trying to get the two boats, the two ferry boats, to blow each other up, and then they and ultimately don't. Um, this, the hostages were dressed up as his goons. It was just, and then he had Harvey, my little ace in the hole. Like, it's just, dude, it's so, there was so much, and there's just so calculated and crafted and it, it, it was just the dichotomy between Batman and the Joker Batman is literally at a point where there's nothing he can do to get through to the Joker he can't beat him the way that he beats anybody else it's in, it's it's literally everything they've done in the comics forever and the Arkham games I think are the only thing that touches 
this Joker Batman relationship on screen. Yeah. Any, anything else about Joker part of it before maybe we just talk about like the rest of like uh, any other things we want to talk about like separately before we kind of dive into maybe the story, itself, the interrogation the, scene. Yeah. We just have to touch on that interrogation scene that, you know, you know, when Joker is getting pummeled and he's laughing and he likes it. And then he is, you know, talking to after Batman beats him up, he's talking into the cop, asking him how many of his uh, friends did he kill? I just, all I want is my phone call. He's just trying to get this guy uh, to lose his cool. So he, he can go through his plan. Uh, that scene is one of my favorite scenes in all of movies. It's fantastic. Let's see here. Uh, I don't have too much to say about that scene, uh, but the I guess overall, let's talk also about a casting change. Right, they moved on from Katie Holmes and brought in Maggie Gyllenhaal for Rachel Dawes. Um, so I guess what was your thoughts on the change here? Did, do we know why that happened? Was she like not available? I can't remember. She she turned down a contract. Turned it down. Okay. She didn't want it. Um, and I believe that was when she was in the midst of all the Tom Cruise controversy stuff. Um, so that probably has something to do with it. Um, but you know, I I actually think it's an upgrade in terms of acting quality. I I, I think uh, Maggie Sawyer did a really good job. Um. Hall, not Sawyer. I, I apologize for uh, that's my dumb of the day. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I thought she did a really good job and her connection with Bruce was a through line through the movie. And that was written really well. And, you know, Alfred burning the letter is one of the scenes that pops out in my head. And I thought she was a very, awesomely written character she was very balanced she was you know never in she was never against batman but she never was what bruce wanted it to be because you know he needed batman uh, the, i i enjoyed her involvement in the movie i thought it made bruce a more interesting character yeah no i think she did a good job she's better than um uh, Katie Holmes, I think, in the role as well. So, I think it uh, has a little bit more gravitas. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'd always rather an actor that wants to be there than doesn't want to be there as well. So, um, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, having her, uh, in there then. But I guess, let's see, everybody else is the same, right? You got Michael Caine. Oh, I guess we can talk Aaron Eckhart and Harvey Dent. Two Face, right? Because it's a big role in this film, and then we also have, um, you know, his legacy affects the Dark Knight Rises, which we're not really going to touch on much here. But the way that they, you know, have this thread continue into the the next film is with the Harvey Dent Law type type stuff. But, um, I guess your thoughts on Two Face, because I think we kind of got into it a little bit in one of the shows recently maybe the supervillain draft where we all kind of said you know in my opinion i think he shouldn't have died in this i i think that he should have been maybe not even two-faced in this movie i think you could have had him just be harvey dent and then become two-faced in this movie and then it go into the next one or something there's you know i think there's another movie here that they could have done without just killing off two phase. This is kind of my problem with, this is kind of my problem with what we've talked about before, about what the early two thousands and before handled their supervillains, right? It was always, they get killed off pretty much. And with Harvey Dent, like he was barely ever two face. And I think that's a problem I have with this movie too. Um, Again, I, and none of these complaints are like huge. Like what I'll say is I've come to terms with a lot of this stuff since then. And now that we have other films since then, it's easier for me to stomach. I kind of talked about that with Man of Steel when we talked about Man of Steel. But when we have like another set of films afterwards now that are touching on things that I did like, um, 
it makes some of the stuff that I didn't like in this one, like, oh, that's just another universe, right? That's just another universe. And if I want a more realistic Batman, I can go to that universe. I can watch it, whatever. Um, but for a while, this was like the main universe, right? So like, and, and they weren't touching mm-hmm. Batman again, really. And it was uh, not until really we got the Batman that we got a whole different experience because again, I don't really consider BVS a Batman movie. So for me, it's like, it had been a long wait, 10 years since uh, the Dark Knight Rises for when we got the Batman. And that was not to turn this into a Batman, the Batman podcast real quick, but that is for me, my favorite Batman movie. And it is the Batman I've wanted. So, um, it makes me let some of this stuff go a little bit more in these now, because Mm -hmm. it's like, I kind of, I got what I wanted. I can appreciate some of this stuff a little bit more like now, right? Like then instead of sitting there being like, Oh, that's not what I want. Yeah. I, 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 Get a lot of what you just said. Uh, I will agree. The Batman's actually my favorite Batman movie too. I actually think the Dark Knight might be a better film, but my all my Batman stuff that I wanted in a movie was in the Batman, and that's why. Um, that's also why I am okay with people saying you know Batman Begins was a better Batman movie, even if it wasn't a better movie. Um, especially probably something you can get with since you don't uh, love Mar. Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, and I, I, I think the Two Face thing is disappointing because he's my favorite Batman villain, and it's actually why I want James Gunn to touch Two Face rather than Matt Reeves. Because if Matt Reeves touches Two Face, I'm going to get him in one movie, and it's going to be what we always get—the fall into Two Face. And I kind of just want a movie where he's Two Face. I, I have so many outlets. So many comics. So what many... if that's not how he does it, right? Let me just pitch to you that mm-hmm. Harvey Dent appears in the second movie here and does not become Two-Face. And then in the third movie becomes Two-Face. And in the second movie, he is just Harvey Dent. And, you know, the main villain is... If we get a Batman Bruce. Part 3. Yeah, I think we will. If we get we a Batman will. Part yeah. 3. Well, with James Gunn's DCU, I, I have some reservations if that's going to happen because a conflict of interest and you know who's running the studio and yeah. because it's an elseworlds as possible but i also think the more you ha- do the elseworlds thing the more you're kind of poking the snyder cult in on the shoulders and going ha 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 um which isn't really fair we shouldn't have to worry about that well but I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that because even if you didn't have the Elseworlds labels, they would still they would still be asking and uh, begging for it anyway. And here's the thing too: Elseworld labels are going to happen for stuff that was popular. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. the Zack Snyder universe was not popular. It wasn't. And when you look at it that way, that the Suicide Squad outperformed. Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max and was more popular than something that people were begging for, then there's no way that they would continue that universe at all. Uh, so I mm-hmm. can totally see, like, for me, I'm hedging my bets. If I'm Zaslav and James Gunn, they're releasing Batman Part 2 before Brave and the Bold. If that does really well, we're talking $800 million to a billion, then... Uh, then you see Brave and the Bold come out and it doesn't do that much, then hell yeah, I'm putting out a third the Batman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because sure. that's the popular Batman at that point. So I, if that's, I think they won't like cut it off if unless if it isn't going to continue to be popular. But I think they'll let him have his trilogy. They're still letting him do the TV shows and stuff. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we're getting more. It, it- Warner Brothers, I always played with Different a regime. grain of salt. Regime. I, fair enough, I will say that, but Zaslov is also a cheap bastard. I uh, And uh, pay your damn writers. But uh, Two-Face, I, you know, we didn't get enough of him in, in it, but it was a great Harvey Dent movie. Harvey Dent was the white knight. He was the hope for Gotham. He was the idea that could save. Uh, he was the hero they needed. Um, 
you know, and that was the through line, not the hero we deserve, the hero, you know, hero we deserve, not the hero we need. Um, and, you know, he was also part of the Joker's plan. So if you don't have Harvey Dent, then the Joker's plan kind of fails. And, you know, he was the insurance. He was the way that Joker was going to win this movie. And I, look, I thought Aaron Eckhart was fantastic. I think the line that you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain is one of the iconic lines from this movie. Uh, I thought Aaron Eckhart was very charismatic. I thought he was charming. I And it makes it sad. It adds some weight and some heaviness to the movie that I think makes every, it just legitimizes so much. And he works so well with Christian Bale's uh, Batman and Heath Ledger's Joker. And it's, you know, it's just, I I was very impressed with it. And I, I thought him and uh, Rachel had great chemistry in the movie. And it made really believable, you know, that, you know, when he's begging them to, save Rachel, not him. And he burns up and he, you know, there was a lot of good with Harvey Dent. It was a great Harvey Dent movie. I just wish I had more two faces. That's it. I mean, I, I have no complaints with Harvey Dent. Um, and the fact of the matter is Harvey Dent is two face and make your own luck in the coin. There was a lot of stuff there. It just wasn't, it, I, I felt wanting more. But because the Joker delivered so much for me, and it was such a hit for me, I didn't care. I didn't care because I was like, dude, I I was thinking we were going to get a third uh, a third movie with Joker. I thought we were going to get Joker as two Heath Ledger Joker, and then he died shortly after. So that that was a tragedy because if you can't tell me if he stays alive, rises happens like that. No. Well, he Joker passed before it premiered, right? It, it shows like Jan January two thousand eight, because I remember that was being. Oh, you know, you might. That be was right. when the beginning of what I would say is the hyping up of the Joker started, because everybody did the whole thing where they say, "Oh, this character takes a toll on you," and it was depressing him so much he killed himself. And that's not really. I don't think there's any actual proof of that. He was, you know. Um, Jack Nicholson seems to be doing fine, guys. Mark Hamill's fine, right? Like, I mean, like, really, it is only the one person who's really had any problems, and that may have just been. Hey, Caesar Romero is still alive, right? Oh, I don't know if he's still alive now. Is he? I think he is. I'll look at this. Yeah, up. look it up. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things where uh, I, I think that became such a thing. It almost felt macabre right like of uh how they Good how word. they would how people were treating this of like you have to go see it because it killed him and that was kind of like as a kid especially this is what i was hearing in high school and stuff right like it's just like he was so good in this role people are saying he did a really good job because it, you know and he took it home and he killed himself over it. and it's like that seemed a little like for me as a kid, I was like, I, I don't know if I want to see it then, but it was like, I thought people were looking forward to the wrong thing out of it. Almost to see, like, I got to see it to see why it drove him mad. And, uh, not like, that's not how everybody was, but it seemed like that's how like, no, kids I get were, it. You know, I was like, like, Oh, I don't know about I, that. <laughs> I think your expectations is the biggest obstacle to this movie. I, I think that's what it, what it is. By the way, I was incredibly wrong. Cesar Romero died in 94. Oh, yeah, a long time so, ago. But it wasn't because of yeah. the Joker, right? So there you go. No, but but that's the point. The reason I thought he might still be alive is I'd be like, I feel like I would have heard if he had died. Right. Well, yeah, you, you were know? like uh, uh, only a couple years old, right? Four years <laughs> old. So, yeah. So, um, four years old. Uh, yeah. I think your expectations are the problem you have with this movie. I It's just. I think it's such a clean, powerful script. And I think 
Christian Bale is so damn good. And the copycat Batman's in a movie was a really interesting idea. And what makes you different? I'm not wearing hockey pads. I will say, though, (laughs) after we were watching it recently, too, I feel like this is the movie where Bale's voice gets off track. Um, When I was watching Batman, I I was like, oh, it's not that bad of a voice. And then, like, re-watching The Dark Knight, I'm like, oh, this is when he started doing it. Well, well, he has... He has that awesome scene in Begins where he goes, where the guy's like, I swear to God. And he picks him up on the on the uh, grapple and goes, don't pray to him. Pray to me. And it's like perfect. Pitch perfect. And then the, like, the hockey pads line and then some of his lines with Gordon, you know, it's just like, it's a little forced. Yeah. Well, it's really like, like it's, just, it's like, yeah. Commissioner. Well, apparently, you know? apparently he didn't like his cowl because it crushed his nose. Yeah, so, probably, so I wonder yeah, if probably. that had something to do with it. So apparently he was really miserable making this movie because he couldn't pee and he couldn't mm-hmm. breathe. So like it took him forever to get out of the out of the this suit. This just shows me I can never be Batman, right? Like I could never play the role because I have a small bladder, so I would actually. I'd, they'd get me back in the suit, and I'd be like, "Guys, we got a." You would just add a zipper. Because Bale's advice to yeah, Pattinson yeah, yeah. was make sure they have a zipper. Um, well, but I actually think the opposite. I think Batman is not so bad because, like, he doesn't have a full mask. Spider Man would. I, I'm claustrophobic <laughs> just thinking about that mask. Like, it freaks me out. Like, I don't know how you breathe. Like, COVID nineteen. I was in. I, I was a good boy. Mask over the nose. I hated it. Now, was I at the point where I was complaining about it constantly and like fighting it? No, because I wanted to be safe and protect other people. But I didn't find it fun. Yeah, yeah. No, that I was kind of the same way with that. But I would think with Spider Man you're at least like, I don't know if how many times, like it's an easy mask to take off. It looks like compared to uh, the cowl and, and stuff between takes. Yeah. But yeah, I guess uh, for the actor, but uh, it's just the idea of constantly being yeah, with my yeah. face covered and I would be Spider-Man or Deadpool. Uh, I can never do it. Yeah. <laughs> Any of those full face. Deadpool's is heavy too. That 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 mask looks heavy. Yeah, it does. It's like a tougher material than the uh, you know Spider-Man mm-hmm. suit. And he's got like regenerative properties, so why is it thicker? Like you think it would be thinner? I, it's got all face. Yeah. So they have. Uh, I guess. What do we want to talk about next with it? Maybe the legacy of the movie, or you know. The, yeah, well, I feel like we've already talked about the legacy by you taking a sledgehammer. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think this movie is a great case study in Batman and in perseverance and how to make Batman dark without making it's so unbearable. I there's so much color to this movie. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's so dark," but you know, the Joker, the all the you know, there was little bits of humor. There, there was there there was a lot packed into this film, and I just thought it was. I think it's how you do Batman. I think this movie is a case study in how you do Batman. His impossible fight a fight that he can't win and why he is the dark knight, you know, the silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark knight. That's kind of the, that's kind of a, it's a blueprint for how you do Batman. Now you can incorporate other things like the Batman did very similar things to the dark knight and very similar to Batman begins, but you know, it, but it has this blueprint to work with. And, before that Michael Keaton you know you always say you like how the burden films looked with Gotham and I agree with you on that but the world that Batman has in the future movies 
it's it's mind blowing. I, I sometimes don't love the look of Gotham. I agree with you that it looks too much like a regular city, but the the themes and the things you're dealing with with Gotham, it's just pitch perfect. Yeah. So this movie was um, is constantly hailed now as you know one of the best uh, superhero movies of all time. Uh, it was. Was it nominated for an award? I was looking at. I just saw it somewhere. Now I'm trying to figure out. I um, think Heath Ledger won. Postmortem. Where is okay? Here it is. Um. Oh no, this doesn't state if it was. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, he received uh posthumous awards for best supporting actor, which was making The Dark Knight the first comic book film to receive major industry awards. It broke several box office records that year, became the highest grossing 2008 film and the fourth highest grossing film of all time at the time, not not anymore, and the highest grossing superhero film. Uh, that lasted maybe four years when the Avengers took it over. Um, but yeah, so that was the uh, kind of what the critical reception was, right? Like, I don't think in 2008 we were too worried about Rotten Tomatoes. It was a lot more about, like, just what people were saying and uh, awards and box office, all that kind of stuff. It was a simpler time. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, a little easier back then, right? Where you just saw a movie if it interests you, and not like what's this? Uh, what's the Rotten Tomato score? Where people come out with agendas on the Rotten Tomato. Well, this score. is a very common theme I'm seeing. This is a very common theme. I'm going to the theater. The people in the theater are leaving, saying, "Hey, that was good." And most of the people I know that have seen it like the movie. And yet, you go online. It's the worst thing that ever happened. It's an insult to every character that was ever written by every writer. It's just horrible. It should be locked up in jail. It's so bad. And then, you know, you talk to people about it in real life. And they liked it. I don't understand it. I, I legitimately don't understand it. Now, to be fair, with The Flash, at least, I know people who liked it and people who didn't like it. Right, right. But like, but like, Mission Impossible is kind of doing underwhelming, and like, you know, Indiana Jones is doing underwhelming. Uh, well, yeah, but Mission Impossible is only really doing underwhelming when you look at box office. Like, the reception has still been really good. Right, that's fair. So I'm kind of confused by it, but well, it's like it's like a great movie that people just don't care about. I think, um, I think Indiana Jones is a great example of people just don't care right now, but you know, which is sad because it is a tentpole franchise. I, although I don't care about it, to be honest, I didn't see it in theaters. I plan on watching it on streaming, but um, yeah, it's, it's well, that weird. was another 2008 movie kingdom of the crystal skull. Another thing go. I saw in theaters. I, you know, it's weird. I saw I did that, see that in theater. Yeah. I, I saw that on, th- uh, in theaters with my family, I think on vacation, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, See, that was probably my summer 2008 movie because my, you know, my parents like um, uh, my parents like uh, Indiana Jones, you know? So mm-hmm. we all went to see that and that was around the time Iron Man was out. So we kind of skipped Iron Man at that point, And I guess we saw this. And then by the time dark Knight comes out, you're like, Oh, we already went to the movies this, this summer. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull over Iron Man. A better movie than Dark Knight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I will leave right now. <laughs> like, I actually don't even dislike Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that much. Like, I, I don't find it this horrible. No, I film. like it, actually. Yeah, but I don't if you say it. it's better than Dark Knight, I will leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my um, goodness! Um, yeah, I, I I think it's just a movie that everybody loves. Batman fans adore. Uh, it's just, I, it's it it's its legacy is cemented. I think its legacy is the one thing that's. I think 
I wish it had better legs after it. I wish Rises followed it up the way that I wanted it to. I wish that we got, I wish Heath Ledger never died and we got more Joker. I wish we got more Two-Face. I, I, you know, there are, I think that that's part of it, you know, is it didn't age great for me where, oh, so you're saying Batman's just going to have three big battles. And in between the second battle, he's going to stop being Batman. For eight years. Exactly. And yeah, it's that's like a little weird. And like when you're a comic book fan, like there's 80 years of storytelling and there's so many, like each Batman story arc is so wide and long. It's just, it's disappointing. Um, you know, knowing how many villains you, this Batman will never see. Uh, and and Bane and Talia were just done horribly. And Talia Ghoul is one of the more important characters in comics, and just so disrespectfully done in The Dark Knight Rises. You know, the League of Shadows, the League of Assassins, what what you call it, it should have been done better because Batman Begins did Rachel Ghoul so well. It's just really frustrating. I I really like Bane as a villain, and I don't like. Tom Hardy's Bane that much. I like the, the greatest legacy of Tom Hardy's Bane, as we talk about this trilogy overall, is the animated Harley Quinn show and how he's basically doing a Tom Hardy impression. Um, and the Valentine's Day special they had this year where um, Bane uh, gets is worried about the size of his thing mm. and he gets the magic spelled and, you know, and uh, he ends up destroying buildings by like humping buildings. It's like because he's towering over. It's just it's one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. Um, just I I my ribs are still broken. So Harley Quinn's Bane is the greatest thing to happen because of Tom Hardy's Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Everything else with that villain, I just. Did nothing for me because I I think of the comics and in Arkham Origins, uh, he's so damn good. Mm. Yeah, you know it's funny his his television like his movie appearances leave a lot to be desired, right? Because you get the one from um, Batman, Batman and Robin, and Robin. Mm-hmm. right, which is just like he's a mindless idiot in that one, and then you have uh, this one, which he's just a guy. Um, it's he's awesome. strong. He's strong. Yeah. Cool. But Batman's strong too. Like, it's not like, like it's not believable that Tom Hardy breaks Christian Bale's back that easily. It's just, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. His Christian Bale was buff as hell for these Batman movies. Like, and then I think Christian Bale might be the greatest actor of our day, but his transformations, like, he went, I believe he went from like either the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Rises to the mechanic. Yeah, I and, think it was between the two Batman movies because I think I read somebody say that then he had to bounce back into the shape for Batman right and after. then he and then after all that, he plays Dick Cheney and balloons up. And um God, he was such a smug son of a bitch in that movie. And that's how you know he did a good job. Um it was it was a really well done movie. I just have an unbelievable amount of respect for Christian Bale. I think he's fantastic. I I, I don't love the way they fight in the Dark Knight trilogy. I, I the action hasn't aged great, uh, but you know it's it's a little like you know never see the punches go through kind of thing. Uh, but I I really love Christian Bale, and I think he's Bruce Wayne. You know the fundraiser with uh, Harvey Dent, and then he just confidently goes to um, the little Batcave entrance in at his place, and the, that couple's like, "Oh, great, a panic room!" and it just closes behind him. Are you freaking kidding me? I love that scene. I don't know why I love that scene. It's like a little small thing, but I love that scene. Uh, it's fantastic. Oh, and when he's jumping uh, to save Rachel from the fundraiser out the window he's like let her go very very poor choice of words there Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
it's such a great scene. And then you have the Joker almost believing that Harvey Dent is Batman because of that. It's just unbelievable uh, the way that this, I just love this movie. I love, I, I'm sorry. I, it's hard because I want to gush over it. Like, and I, I feel like I'm just like, all right, what are you going to throw next? And that's, just, but you do respect the movie. And I respect the fact that you have a nuanced take on it. You're not just hating on it. I feel like people mm-hmm. are going to say as feedback that, oh, Jordan's hating on this movie. But <laughs> I'm not crazy about Ben Affleck. I mean, uh, not Ben Affleck. Uh, uh, Christian Bale is Batman either, but <laughs> I'm done. Bye. <laughs> this has been Elseworlds. I, I like the more. Podcast. I like the more in Batman Begins than the next two. But uh, yeah, I'm not too crazy about Bale. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, he's Bruce Wayne is fantastic. Bruce Wayne is fantastic. If you argue about the Joker, uh, the, the Batman voice, the the growl, fine. I, that's a valid criticism. Bruce Wayne is fantastic. I really love the the Bruce Wayne commitment that he has. For example, he say you know he runs the red light to uh, stop uh, Reese, uh, the guy who's gonna mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tell the identity of Batman uh, from dying. And Jim Gordon goes, that was, that, that was a very heroic thing you did there." Uh, Bruce Wayne, isn't it? He goes, no, well, I just was chasing the light. Like, maybe I should go to the hospital. And Gordon's like, you don't watch a lot of news, do you? Right, right. Such a, like, that Bruce Wayne, you know, no one in the world could ever believe that that guy was Batman. Um, So, he, if anything, he had it down too well. His Bruce Wayne was pitch perfect. Yeah, I'll just clarify again. I do like the movie. I, I don't hate the movie uh, for anybody listening, but well, it's just well, not my. It's not up there for me at all. It's not in my top all, ten superhero movie. You're also working not. against me, who loves it. So it's like, it's like like kind of like it to, oh my god, it's so good. Thank you. Like if it wasn't for Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves, it would be my favorite Batman movie. Uh, Mm-hmm. Batman Begins. It depends on my mood. Uh, let's be honest. I feel like Batman Begins is an easier one to just put on randomly. Uh, like I feel like you have to invest in the Dark Knight a little bit more. Batman Begins, you can just kind of put in. That's one you can have on in the background. But yeah, it's not. Uh, I'll say this for people: I like it. It's not in my top ten comic book movies. So I can't leave it with that. To leave you with a sense of excitement and a little tease for more, we are going to do a superhero movie draft. Yes, sometimes. With so. Ron. Um, yeah, we, we've done two shows with Ron, and I, they've been a blast. For the people who don't know, I was originally going to start a show called Multiversal Omnibus with Ron, and then things happened, and he kind of backed out of that and wasn't in the place to like do it. And then... He's like, hey, I got this great idea for this, you know, and it's so cool to podcast with a guy, one of my best friends, one of the best people I know. Um, just awesome, awesome to have fun with him. And I'm glad that you two are becoming friends, too, because mm-hmm. that's really fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been good getting to know him and, you know, having, uh, you know, somebody on every once in a while that can. um bring us fun ideas or, you know, do different formats than what we're doing. I mean, look, we got a bit, right. We got blue beetle sometime in, in mid August that we'll have to cover at mm-hmm. some point. But, um, other than that, then we're not doing anything until Aquaman. If they keep it there, you know, there, there's, talks that WB, there's talks that WB might move some of these things around and, um, because of the strikes and, and all that. So, if not, you'll see a lot more of those type of episodes of the draft yeah. or comic discussion because we don't want to go through all of the big mm-hmm. comic storylines yet either because we want to save some of those for other years. Yeah, because we, we did Long Halloween, we did Flashpoint, we did. Have well, we we haven't done All Star Superman? That's one we, we haven't. You know, maybe that'll be closer to Superman, but L- yeah, Superman Legacy. Uh, 
next year, I, I want to talk about this too. Next year, mm-hmm. they've already announced what they're doing. Watchmen and Crisis on Infinite Earth as the animated films. Oh yeah, we totally got to do that. So we'll definitely, I haven't watched Red- Watchmen. I haven't read Watchmen. So maybe that'll be something we can get into. But I also haven't read Crisis on Infinite Earth, the comic yet. So maybe uh, wh- next year around then we're, we're reading the comic and then talking about the movie. I, w- or something. I would love to read the comic because I actually bought the comic. It's like a hardcover Back when I was really getting, like, just getting into comics. And it was a little too involved. There's a little too many things tied into it. It's a lot of issues or something, right? It's yeah, and it's a lot. And it it's a lot of stuff that, you know, wasn't really... I, I, I hadn't built my roster of DC knowledge. Like, I, I, you know, so it was a little overwhelming for me. So I'd love to actually go back and finish that thing. Because I bought it, started it, um, and, and just now you know, went to, I was like, you know, this doesn't really feel like my alley. Maybe I'll come back to this when I read more. And then I just never went back to it. Um, I was going to go back to it for the Arrowverse doing, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I just never did. Um, so it's a thick, hardcover book. It's a real thick, hardcover book. And there's so many characters. There's over like 300 characters in that book. It's insane. Yeah. So we'll have to get to that. And, uh, and and see it um but yeah i'm 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 excited for for those animated films coming out i know some people are down on the fact that they're doing crisis but uh it hasn't been officially revealed if it's a part two or a three-parter or anything so i'm i'm waiting until we get more information about it because usually they do more than two animated films a year right and and they they only have two so I assume right. both of them will have multiple parts. So before really. Um, That's what I would think. I, I, that makes sense. I, I'll tell you what. This, these animated movies, if you're getting upset about them, they're so low stakes. Yeah, you know the greatest they, are, thing, they are. You know the greatest thing about an animated movie is if you don't like it, you get a bunch more of them, and you can, you can have ones you like and ones you don't like. It's not like these live-action movies where they're just shoving money down a hole, and they're saying, grow into something amazing and you have to be like a billion dollars or you're nothing. You know, it's, it's funny to me because, you know, these animated movies are such a treat because they don't even really have that much of an incentive to give them to us. Like if they stop giving them to us, there'd be some upset people and we'd all kind of get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it, you know, the animate films are so, you know, I, I don't even think they're all that great at times. <laughs> I, there are I, some of them that are not good. Right. Um, I, mean, I mean, like the animation, even at times, like it, mm-hmm. it, these are not big budget movies, right? These are yeah. small budget movies that, you know, all look the same. Like, they, you right, know, right. they keep so a many style look throughout the, the universe. Yeah. Actually, one of the things I'm noticing with my adventures with Superman is there are animation styles. I just don't like, I, I, I don't love the animation style. It's, it does. It doesn't, I don't like it. I like the story. I like the characters. I like the acting, the animation style. It, it, it's a big deterrent. It's going to keep it from being one of my favorite projects. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's a weekly thing. Cool. But anime style. It just it doesn't quite work with me. Yeah, I'm not a big anime guy. So, uh, anything else about the Dark Knight? I know I probably put a damper on this for people, but uh, tried not to. Uh, the Bat Pod was fantastic. I love the Bat Pod and the scene where Joker's going, "Come on, hit me! I want you to do it. Hit me! I want you to do it!" Absolutely fantastic. Um. I think we hit on, you know, all the stuff. I could just wax poetically about how much I love this movie. So that would get pretty boring for you. I think we're I think we're good on that front. All right, awesome. Uh well we'll start wrapping it up here. Um I'm not sure what next week is. It might be the draft, it may not. It's gonna be coming up at some point. If not, you know, we'll be talking about uh something before we get to it. Um, we'll come up with an idea. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, sit tight, download the episode when it comes available, and listen back. But thank you all for watching and listening. 
all of our uh, handles for the podcast is at El- at Elseworlds DC fan on all of your favorite platforms. What's Twitter now? Is it X or is it not? We don't really know. Uh, but you can catch us there uh, at Elseworlds DC fan, Facebook, Instagram, threads. Email us if you want to email us, Elseworlds at DC fan. Uh, Elseworlds DC fan at gmail.com. But thank you all for watching and listening. We'll catch you next time. Have a great rest of your week.